Hello? Are you listening? Who is this? Are you listening? Yeah, I'm listening. You're overanalyzing and misreading the Matrix. Stop it. Welcome to the Anahata Singularity. Alright guys, today I'm going to go over this thing we call truth-seeking. First of all, what is truth-seeking? What does that mean to me? To me, truth-seeking is a systematic unraveling of the mysteries of this place we call reality, and partakers in this adventure are called truthers. In my opinion, a truther's goal is to start somewhere, anywhere, and work their way out, all the while with one goal in mind, and that's truth the ultimate truth. And what is the ultimate truth? Well, spoiler alert, the ultimate truth is to discover that absolutely everything in this place is an illusion. Everything, including the self. Now, I can say this because just hearing someone say it or saying it yourself is absolutely meaningless. This is something that each and every one of you must come to realize on your own. The power that this knowledge brings comes not from the statement the statement is actually empty, hollow. The true power comes in realizing it, knowing it. Why is this the case? Well, power over the system or matrix comes only when all parts of consciousness is convinced of this. Just saying it only informs the conscious mind, which has no real power. The subconscious and superconscious minds are where real power exists. When all parts of consciousness are aligned, that's when magic happens. And what magic is that? Well, among other things along the way, freedom. Freedom from the bonds of this place. The system, the matrix, has you in a death grip. It inundates you with deceptions, gaslighting, disinformation, confusion, division, and misdirection to keep you running on the gerbil wheel. It's designed so that every escape you find just ties you down tighter. You think you're getting somewhere, but you're not. As long as you're buying any of what it's presenting you with, as long as you're searching for answers from within the system or the matrix itself, you're not getting anywhere. So where are you in this process? Truth-seeking, I mean. How many of you are stuck investigating the same thing over and over and over? How long have you been spinning your wheels on the same fucking thing? I know a lot of you are. I see it every day when I go on social media. I've even had discussions with quite a few of you over the futility of falling down some rabbit hole and instead of trying to get back out, you just start digging it deeper instead. Now, I realize that sometimes a person may need to spend extra time on a particular subject to realize that it was just that, a rabbit hole, but this is where you have to quickly abandon it and move on to the next subject and work on that one. The goal here being to discover that everything within your environment is an illusion. The problem here is that truth-seeking can become an addiction, a pinion, instead of liberation. I've seen people literally spend 10 years or more trying to uncover all the secrets of the Illuminati. It starts off as something interesting and eventually becomes insanity. All of them start off as something interesting. Flat Earth, Mud Flood, Star Forts, you name it. They're all cool as hell when you first stumble upon them, but you, you can't stay there forever. 
And for all of you who say, well, I have to know, let me ask you this. If the so-called Illuminati came out of the closet today and gave you a full disclosure over absolutely everything, how would that help you? How would that help you at all? What then? You'd be fucking lost and would likely create some other mystery to investigate the very next day, probably that evening. So if a full disclosure would offer nothing of value, then why embark on a journey of discovery that could last for years? Why involve yourself with truth-seeking at all then? Because isn't what you find at the end pretty much the same thing that would happen after a full disclosure? Absolutely not. The process of discovering that this entire reality is an illusion is what it takes to convince the other parts of consciousness that this is true. And it is a process. However, if you learn some process of elimination skills, the process can go a lot quicker and still serve the same purpose. I've spent much more time on some subjects than others. The convincing took more time because of my passion for whatever subject it might have been. But overall, I have an ability to cut right to the chase with most things. I've always been pretty good at chipping the bullshit off of any one thing, revealing the core nature of that thing. And this isn't some magic trick or superhuman power. It's just a lack of attachment to any idea. If it's not that personal to me, it's much easier to disassemble it. The concept is like this. In a court of law, if a person lies on the stand just one time, the entire testimony is thrown out or loses all credibility. So if you start investigating some subject, pick out a couple undeniable problems with it and realize you really don't need to know anything else. It's bullshit. Anything outside of that is just a waste of time a pastime that can quickly turn into an obsession if you're not careful. Let's consider an example here, and I'm choosing this one because, in my mind, it's the easiest to digest because of the absence of controversies which evoke any sort of extreme emotional response like religion, politics, or flat earth does. The economy. It's actually common knowledge that currency has no value. None. It's based on faith. Ask any economist. Now, People will say, well, that's because it's not backed by gold. Oh, uh, yeah? What's gold? The value that gold has is based on what? Demand. That's it. And gold has no real nutritional value, so it's really pointless to try and eat it. So it's useless, really. And if someone flooded the market with it, it would end up being nothing more than electrical wire. And in a worldwide cataclysm, it would end up as bullets. Its value is based entirely on its alleged scarcity. Alleged. And speaking of alleged, the alleged national debt for the U.S. at the time of this recording is approaching $28 trillion. How many times throughout history has there been the fear of an economic collapse? And it never happened. In 1960, for instance, the national debt was supposedly under $300 billion. For those old enough, how many times can you recall there being concerns over an economic collapse just since that time? And in case you're not grasping the point I'm trying to make here, let's put these numbers in perspective for you. Because we talk about millions, billions, and trillions as if we have any concept as to what that actually means. So if I said to you, let's do lunch in a million seconds, that would mean that we'd go to lunch together in around 12 days from now. If we set a date for a billion seconds from now, we wouldn't see each other again for almost 32 years. A trillion seconds from now, almost 32,000 years. 
Now attempt to translate that to money. $28 trillion. That's all you need to know. Now you could go down the path that the dollar bill is called a bill because it is. It's actually your nation's debt and not its wealth, that it's nothing more than an IOU. You could look at the fact that Israeli currency is called a shekel, which sounds an awful lot like a shackle, which could be a great alternative name for debt, couldn't it? The word mortgage does mean death grip after all. You don't need to know anymore, though. It's an illusion. You don't need to know if it's this family or that family that's running the show. Every one of these things has endless rabbit holes attached, just ready to suck you in. If you knew the particular culprit who invented and is running the economy, what good would that do you? Nothing. It serves no real purpose. It's an illusion. Move on to something else. Mud floods and orphan trains. Really interesting subjects. They have this weird nostalgic feeling to them, which adds even another layer of mystery. Other than passing curiosity, you don't need to track the history of mankind. One need only to see how history is being recorded today to realize just how flimsy so-called historical facts are. Another illusion. Move on. Which brings me to something very important, a particular concept that's probably going to be foreign to you, but I wanted to discuss it as the very foundation for this episode. I'm not here to take the fun out of truth-seeking. I love watching channels that talk about these things just like you do. All I'm saying is don't get stuck in one area. The problem with all of these sources of information is that they never have a goal in mind. In other words, how is this information going to improve your situation in any real way? My intention is to point you in that direction, and that is figuring out how all of this relates to you. So let's take a closer look at how truthers look at events or different things. Um, I hear a lot of talk about mistakes that seem to be intentionally placed in major events, uh, recurring numbers, colors, and themes. Now, the answers that you get from just about every truther is that some secret organization is putting these glaring discrepancies in these events as a way to mock us, that the colors and numbers of, are some sort of code between branch groups of the secret organization. These commonalities in sensationalized events has become so obvious that I see ordinary people, and by ordinary, I mean the ordinarily oblivious among us, are noticing these mistakes, colors, and numbers, and are also predicting future events or the outcome of current events before they even happen. That's big. That is evidence of a mass awakening. The reason why we're seeing these things is because this reality, the system, the matrix is communicative on every level and is trying desperately to tell you something. I believe these colors and numbers to have at least two purposes. The first is that they appear to be seed programs or event triggers for the ground level minions of the system. And I use the term event trigger in a mechanical sense intentionally because the behavior exhibited from certain people is very robotic. They're often described as seeming to get a download somehow and run it without thinking. And I believe the colors, numbers, and also buzzwords are used as a startup program to mobilize the NPCs, organic portals, sourceless beings, or whatever you want to call them. The other purpose for these mistakes, colors, and numbers is to alert you that these things aren't real. 
This is the matrix communicating with you, too. The problem here is that because soulful human beings don't really have a direct connect to the matrix, they're not so quick to understand what's going on. The organic portals get their instructions, and you all just left standing there wondering what the fuck just happened. And get it out of your head that this is predictive programming or mockery of you. When you see a press conference and the person speaking says, we have 33 dead and 13 wounded, there's not some person who yells, cut, and requests someone find an object of a certain color to put behind the person speaking before they start rolling film again. And no one is creating shows or movies where production sometimes gets halted until some obvious reference to an event happening decades in the future can be strategically placed somewhere within it. Neither of these things happen. It's fucking dumb to think that it does. Here's a fairly recent example. There was a video that went viral of a woman going on a tirade about Republicans. She has a very specific look and particular mannerisms that would easily lead you to guess her political leaning. There does appear to be a particular look. Mulder's son describes them as being cut-and-paste versions of one another. The entire video bears a heavy hue of purple, and she has the number 33 in her online handle. What grabs my attention is the fact that she's screaming, wake up. Now, this little clip, in my opinion, has two specific purposes. One is a call to action from, shall we say, the others. And the second purpose is for you to notice the color, the number, and the command to wake up. And realize this is a message from the universe to you. And just as a note, I mix and match terms a lot, so just to clarify, I mean the same thing when I say the system, the matrix, or the universe. We often use the term system when referring to the evil side of our predicament. The term matrix usually has a neutral connotation, and the term universe has acquired this feeling of benevolence. But they're all the same thing. It's an intelligent illusion created by consciousness. It's intelligent because it's made of consciousness. It attempts to communicate with you because it is you. The good, the bad, and the ugly of you. All right, here's another. The old Illuminati one-eye. How big of a conspiracy theory has this become? How many celebrities do we see in photos covering one eye? And this isn't what you think it is either. They're not mocking you. Matthew 6, 22 through 23 says, The light of the body is the eye. If, therefore, thine eye be single, thy whole body will be full of light. But if thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If, therefore, the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness? This is not a reference to the third eye either, in spite of what you've been told. If you listen to episode four of this podcast, then you know of the two entities that comprise every one of us. Inside each and every person are two yous. The person that you know to be you is actually a double you. And they may be called different things depending on the source, but there is an up you and a down you, both the top half and the bottom half of the tree in episode four, the left brain and the right brain, the superconscious and the subconscious. Both are made of light. One is the false light and the other is the true light. The goal is to align the two, to consolidate them. And for those who are confused, how would you be able to know the false light from the true light? Anything having to do with the material realm, anything at all 
is of the false light. What is left when all of those things have been excluded is the true light. That's why, as a truther, your job is to dispel all illusions, all of them. The event that occurred on 9-11-2001 was an expression from the matrix of this concept. You had the two buildings, which look like two-letter eyes, phonetically the same as an eye, as in eyeballs. The two fell into downward alignment, now represented as two black pits. And they reemerged as one. And not surprisingly, the building, an obelisk, that now stands in their place is called one. Yeah, the two eyes became one. The eye became single. And what was the nickname of the sitting president during this moment in time? The W. The double U. You guys have to stop getting hung up on these conspiracy theories and start listening to what the universe has to say. It's desperately trying to tell you something. It's time to level the fuck up.